speeds up Driving when the sun goes down The hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's the lonely sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have that white line fever to the day I gotta see I gotta look around I got diesel smoke rolling From two crumb stacks My address is 408-414 A big blue Mac Now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have the white line fever to the day my life. Hey friends, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn and we are on the road again. We're down here in Cumming, Georgia and man I'm sitting here with a bunch of guys that the road is their life. I've got Mike Wiley sitting here with me. I've got uh, Floyd Higdon. I've got Hector Osis and Pastor Mark Smith and we are going to have a great time. We're going to share some stories with you that uh, about our lives and who knows, it may be something that hits you. So hang on and enjoy the ride. And I'm going to introduce you to these guys. This is Pastor Mark Smith. He is the pastor of Abundant Life Church right here in Cumming, Georgia. Man, what a, what a, what a blessing it is to just be here with you, Gary. Just thank God for what he's done through your life. Uh, when I heard your CD and, uh, man, through, through Mike Wiley, I said, you know, some way we got to connect. Uh, with Amen. this ministry because man you're touching people right where they are right in the cab and that's what excites me is you know uh you know it's all or nothing for me and and uh so we birthed this little church in a warehouse been here 19 years now gary seen god do a lot of great things and met a lot of great men you're going to hear from today and the joy in my life now is doing something like this with you gary the people just doing real life yeah 
that's going out there. And you know what? I ain't perfect and you ain't perfect, but the perfect one lives in us. And, um, and that word has continued to transform me. I'm learning from you today. <laughs> you know, and you're learning a little bit from everybody at this table. It's, it's been a great day so far. Yes, sir. Yes. And, uh, but there's drivers out there that have probably been like where I was. I mean, you grew up, probably didn't. Good home, had a good praying mama and daddy, your granny or somebody was praying for you. Somebody was praying for you, Gary. Yes, sir. And uh, God honored that prayer. And, but it had to come to a place in my life where I said, God, I, I want to know you. I want to know you. I know about you, but I want to know you. And uh, when, when, when I went after him, uh, he revealed himself in a way to me that has, has marked me, branded me, tattooed me, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. I've craved it, and I still crave it. And wow. um, God is so awesome. And mm -hmm. he has brought us all down here together to work together for these drivers out here that we're riding along with right now. And he wants to take us farther than we could ever dream. Well, I could probably crawl out of the cab. Let somebody else come in. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Pastor Mark, we have a cab full of today. You got trouble. You got trouble, Gary, I tell you. I'm, I'm just so glad we got in, in the cab with one of these drivers. Got a large car out there because, yeah. man, we got a we got a host of uh, people in the cab with it. Got part of your congregation here. Uh, Pastor Mark, he's jumping back there in the sleeper right now. and he, Pop, he he's, he's getting the popcorn going. And he, he just he slid Hector. Osis up to the captain's seat right here and uh, tell them about a little bit about what's going on today with our Spanish ministry, Hector. Hey man, I, I'm in the hot seat now. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm usually the, the driver. I like to stay the driver. I don't like to be the co-pilot in, uh, in tractor trailers. Uh, I like to, I figured if I, if I get into a, a mess, it, it, I want to be, it was me the one that got into the mess, so to say. But, um, I thank everybody that is here. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a great day. It's a great opportunity um, to uh, for for God through me to express um, the the you know what God is what God is doing, what God has done in my life, and what I and through the years of experience that God has given me understanding and, and wisdom. Um, so this uh, Spanish ministry. It was uh, commenced today. There was um, um, uh, a, a, a CD tape uh, with a message uh, uh, lifting the name of Jesus Christ. And uh, I, I've been a, a truck driver for um, uh, 20 something years. Um, ex I, I would say I have some experience. And um, in in what in what men go through in this industry, uh, so we're 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 well we're we're in depth. We understand the the, the circumstances that that surround you, uh, that surround us in in this in this line of work. Uh, this is a hard, it's honorable honorable work. Uh, but quite frankly, in this 20 years that I've been uh, doing this, I needed a I have to have. A, a, a co-pilot in me, through me, next to me, at all times, which is which is Christ, God, the Holy Spirit, uh, in us, working through us, and taking us through this journey. Uh, quite frankly, I'll be very honest. I might be a, a strong man, uh, but without Him, I would not be able to endure 
uh, I can say this this is hardship uh, this is a, a tough industry where we were separated from our families we uh, we sleep on the road uh, we go through all kinds of uh, trouble of, of, of headache of uh, snowstorms ice storms freezing storms we break down on the road we have to figure out who's gonna come help us and uh, I've learned uh, to uh, put my eyes and put my trust in him to get me to that other side and and protect me with with his angels in the road so I can come back and be a father uh, be a husband and uh, take care of my other duties that uh, the responsibilities that God's given me as well which I'm, I'm pretty certain that um, that is a one primary uh, reason that you know you and I are out there laboring because we are uh, providing for our families with dignity and um, but I, again this journey uh, for me um, I had to have um, a godly intervention um, to, so that I can uh, have my face my my countenance <laughs> risen and I wouldn't get beat up um, in this world um, and, and that's really a, you know that's kind of my message uh, we uh, or I uh, <clears throat> decided to humble myself before the Lord and uh, inquire of him to continue to do his work in my life so that I would be strengthened so that I would uh, be a good steward of, of what God has put in my plate as far as a, a ministry, my family, and, and providing, and, and so forth. And I'm pretty sure, you know, you have, a, a, you know, a lot of things in your plate. But I say to you, um, you know, Jesus Christ has won uh, a war. Amen? And when we are his children and we have that opportunity today, the, the, the word of salvation is here for us today. For us to... Uh, being crafted in his family as sons and and that's what we're we're looking out after um, this this world has heaviness and I quite frankly came to the conclusion that uh, I, I needed to be on God's side because I know he wins wars I don't want to lose my war I need Christ to take me through this valley I need to 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 stay in the winning side because I got beat up as well, you know, I know that there, I understand there's a kingdom of darkness that came to my life and tried to destroy me with, with everything he had, with lies, substance abuse, pornography, anything you name it. And it came to rob me of my youth, came to rob me of, 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 what, of the talents that God has given me, came to rob me of my children. Until, until I figured out, I turned from that. And, I, and I'll submit myself to the will of the Lord. And it's been a process. It's, it's not a, a microwave thing. It's not a, from one day to the next day. It's been 20-some years of submitting. I, I've fallen off the horse. I've fallen off my horse. But I understand grace. I understand righteousness. I, I'll try to dedicate myself to reading the scriptures because there is nothing more important in, in my life that what, what the word of God says about me and about these situations. The, the enemy out there will scream louder. 
But I, I, I have to understand that God wins wars. And, and I'm in his, in his side. I'm, I'm his son. And I have to meditate this upon these truths day in and day out. And, and that's what we have to do. This is a war for our children, for our families, for, for the will of God to be manifested in our lives. This is the war that we have in front of us. So I, I encourage you and I bless you to continue seeking the face of the Lord so that his countenance will, will shine upon you. Amen, amen, Hector. I'll tell you what, you're, you're so right about this is a war, and which reminds me of a song I wrote called Jesus is Worth Fighting For. I'm going to put that on for the drivers right now. This guard of heart inside a raging storm The word is angered Cause Satan has declared a war I'll fight this battle, Lord Because you're worth fighting for I pledge my undying love to you at war I'll take up the sword of truth because you're worth fighting for I pledge my undying love to you You died for me Though I led such a shameful life Grace has set me free So I'm honored It was by your stripes that I was healed For this mighty army you will build I'll fight this battle, Lord, cause you're worth fighting for me free so I'm honored 
over here he's ready to start preaching and uh, we're going to introduce Floyd to you hey I think what I'll do I'll let Pastor Mark introduce him he knows him a lot better than I do and uh, I want you drivers out here to learn who Floyd Higdon is so here's Pastor Mark to introduce uh, Floyd Higdon he's riding in the cab with you so you already should know him but we're going to let we're going to let Pastor Mark introduce well, let me put down the popcorn and uh, now what exciting it is to hear from Floyd man just watched him uh, I guess we had uh, grew up together. We was thinking about fifty years ago now, right? Yeah. Well, something like about fifty years ago. And and back when I knew you there, and when I met you now, you a totally different man, Floyd. Mm -hmm. uh, just knowing where you grew up, things you went through. I don't want it so much. You probably gonna talk about your past. I guess what excites me is what God's doing now in your life. You know, that's what excited me when you came into church. And, uh, man, it seemed like 50 years was five days. Uh, it's not that long ago, but, man, God, I can't wait to hear what you got to share with those drivers out there. So let me just turn it over to you, Floyd. Well, I started out that uh, Michael and I, we had, we had been, uh, grow, we grew up together. And Pastor Mark, we, his dad was uh, one of our idols because he was, uh, he kept us all straight and in the narrow and then somewhere down the line as we grew older we all separated and went our different ways in life and you know I guess there's been times in my lifetime that we wish that I wish that I had listened more and changed my life sooner and and you know I guess uh, sometimes we we forget what we're supposed to do and and besides, uh, Mike, uh, when he when he came to to my house and and Mike didn't have anywhere to live, so we we tried to work things out and and like I say, we both been down that road with drugs and alcohol and good stuff and bad stuff and you know. Um, and I tried to, at that point to show Michael that, that I had changed my life and uh, try to encourage him to change his. And, 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 of course, he did. And if it wasn't for Michael, I probably wouldn't be sitting here telling him this on him today. But, you know, that's what buddies and friends do. And, uh, you know, the main thing is that, that God changed my life. Um, several years ago and and I didn't ever realize that God would put me in places that I didn't think that I would ever be humble enough to be able to go and speak to people about Jesus but you know he when he puts that feeling in you he don't take it away he puts it in your heart and it's there to stay 
And, you know, he's blessed me with mission trips. Uh, been all over the world with different missions, different ministries. And and then when when we, uh, when Michael brought me this, the first CD, you know, I listened to it and I thought, well, that's that's pretty neat. And one thing that really caught my attention is that the last, uh, I, I'm retired now, and I told my wife that I would give her this next year um, that I wouldn't be involved in anything, any ministries or go out of the country or whatever. But you know, when God has different plans for us all, <laughs> and when he calls, you gotta go. And not saying that, uh, I just felt that when I heard this first um, CD and, and Mike was getting involved with it, Pastor Mark was getting involved, and I heard all these guys that, you know, I thought, all right, it's time to get in the cab with these guys <laughs> and go down the road with these guys because it's such a great ministry to, to do, to be able to share God's Word. Um, just a few weeks ago, uh, I was at a food pantry and they do it once a month. And so I asked the, the guys over the food pantry, hey, I got some of these CDs. Have you got any truck drivers? He said, yeah, we do. And, and I says, well, I want you to do one thing. I want you to pass these out. And I said, and once you get them, and when you give them out, I said, tell them when they hear them, pass it on to somebody else. Yeah. And, and I said, just keep passing them on. And, and so I called him last night, and he says, I don't have any more. Can you bring me some more? And I said, you bet you I can. I said, I am going, Mike just had me a stack full. Uh, you know, God has blessed my life with a wife for 48 years. We was married at 16-year-old. There's been ups and downs, and just like anybody out there, um, you know, you think, oh, I can't talk to nobody about my problems. And, you know, you can always talk to God about your problems. He'll listen. He'll always listen. And, you know, just being being able to share uh, the first time that my first mission trip, I was in a country that, in Russia, and I didn't think that I would ever, ever go out of the United States. I've barely been out of the South, you know. Uh, I, I'm just an old country boy, and uh, um, when I finally did go out, and I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. And the people I was with says, just tell them what Jesus has done in your life. And, and even though we had to go through translators, you know, the Holy Spirit just took over and, and he'll do that with you. You know, just open your Bible and read. And somewhere during that day, you might come, that, that verse may come back to you. Or that thought may come back to you. But it's because God puts it back in there. And I feel like that we've been blessed so many times, my wife and I. Um, 
she was diagnosed with breast cancer three years ago and we didn't know from one day to the next today she's cancer free and we have been we have been sharing our life and our story with a lot of different people and we just want to be able to continue to do this and in this trucking ministry i tell you what guys this is one of the best things and I've been involved with a lot of ministries over the last 20 years. And I really think this is, this is awesome. Amen. And sometimes I wear my feelings on my sleeve here and I can't help it. But when I get talking about the good Lord, you know, he wants, you know, he wants you to, he wants you to talk about him. And uh, the first time I got up in front of a church and, and I looked out there and spoke to about a thousand people on top. Uh, bye, 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 you know. And uh, Well, there's only about eight million truckers probably out there today, so you're all right. Well, and, and you know, with each one of you guys, uh, as you get out there and you think, I can't do nothing like that, you know. I didn't think I could either. But I tell you what. God puts you in places. He puts you around people. And as Hector said a while ago, there's a war going on out there, and we all need to battle it. And, you know, I feel so proud, and I know we're not supposed to be proud, but I'm so proud that a brother of mine that I grew up with decided to, to change his life and... I've always told him, hey, you can, you can do it, even though he didn't believe me there for a while, but he did it, and look at him go now. So I'm just thankful that, that I've, I got to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. A man born of a virgin Raised upon the cross What most considered gain Still a few considered loss And the sky grew black The earth began to shake And cracked the temple wall devil must have cried out As he watched his empire fall Now a man kneels by the bedside Of a son born just today And he's talking with Jesus as the tears run down his face And he said, I've been a sinner And I walked on the dark side But this boy I lay my hands on Lord, I give to you tonight 
when the battle rages, just the fight goes on. This war we're facing, it's never won. I can feel that sword slice through my flesh, and the battle rages for righteousness. Now I stand beneath my God Just a man of unclean ways With a soul that never dies But my spirit sometimes strays And my heart is a battlefield devil sends his men And he might win this battle But this war he'll never win And the battle rages Yes, the fight goes on this war we're facing, it's never won. I can feel that sword slice through my flesh, and the battle rages for righteousness. Yes, the battle rages for righteousness. Here's uh, Chapman, Mike Wiley. How you guys doing out there today? My name's Mike Wiley. I'm, I live in Gainesville, Georgia. I've been driving a truck about 46 years come this January. Me and Floyd Hedlund, we grew up together. We was brothers. We grew up one block, block away from each other. We'd go to his house and eat in the evening, and then we'd go to my house and eat. You know, we just hung together everywhere. We grew up and got in a little mischief, and I met Pastor Mark at what we call the Boys Club. His daddy was the president of the Boys Club, and he, he was a mentor of ours. He, just, he guided us in the right direction, and he was such a great man. He's been an inspiration in my life. I think I was, what was we, about 11 or 12 years old when we were going to Boys Club. You was young. I was young, yeah. Yeah, you skinny then. Yeah, because I went to Boy Scouts at 13, so we was young, and uh, yeah, I was skinny then, <laughs> unlike I am now. But uh, his daddy handed me a set of praying hands one time. He said, what do you want to do? And I'm just walking around like a little lost kid, shy. I said, well, I don't know. And uh, I'm too short to play basketball. Plenty of people jumping on trampolines. He said, would you like arts and craft? Like to paint? And I said, yeah. He handed me a set of praying hands. He said, you want to paint these? And I said, yeah. I said, yeah, I do. I painted them praying hands. And I kept them until I was nearly 33 years old. This was like a 10, 11-year-old boy. They meant so much to me. Well, later in life, Floyd, back in 1995 when Floyd got saved, I was driving a truck hauling logs out of a place called Carnesville, Georgia and been offered another job, so I quit my job and I didn't have a way home, and it was close to his house. And I uh, asked him, would he come give me a ride home? He said, yeah. We were riding down the road, and we were talking like we always did. And me and Floyd, we'd been in and out of the drugs, and uh, you know, and I'll get into that in a minute, but uh, we was headed to the house about the time we pulled up in the driveway. I don't know if I told Floyd or T told me first, but uh, 
the biggest part about being saved is you think you're going to lose your friends. You think, well, if I'm saved, I ain't going to have no friends, you know. But if you really got a friend, he'll be there for you. And he, I told him, I said, Floyd, I said, I got saved about two weeks ago. He said, man, he said, that's, that's incredible. It's amazing. He said, I got something to tell you. He said, I got saved about two weeks ago. He said, I was working and had working and, and had a preacher man that uh, preached with him. And he said, uh, he said, I just got running around and working. I said, started crying uncontrollably, couldn't do nothing with it. And he said, the preacher man come to me and told me, he said, I know what's wrong with you. Floyd said, what? He said, you'll find out. He said, you'll figure it out. And it went on, rocked on a day or two, three or four week on, something like that. And uh, he, he told him, he said, uh, he kept talking to the preacher, and he said, finally, he figured out what it was. It was God tugging on his heart, his own conviction. So him, he and I both were saved about the same time. And then, like the knothead I am, I got out of church, got away from God, <laughs> and uh, got back into drugs. And I'm just going to be blunt with you. I mean, I can do that, can't I? Sure. I mean, I'm just going to tell you the honest to goodness truth. Uh, I got into using drugs real bad. I was a pothead, and uh, I even act like a pothead. But then I got into doing acid and pills and uh, meth, cocaine, little heroin, and then I got to shooting it. I was a mainline drug addict for many, many, many years. And uh, I remember times I'd, I'd go away and take food away from my children. Well, I had one son at the time, and I was divorced on account of the drugs. And I would take my money instead of paying my child support and put them in my arms. And that shamed me for many, many, many years. I like to lost my son on kind of it, respect for my brother, my mother, everybody. Well, I'm going to tell you how God works. You can mess up all you want to, and God will never pull away from you, as long as you believe in your heart. When God's in your heart, he'll never leave. I was going to the rock where I heard Pastor Mark. I met him there when I got be dedicating my life to the Lord, and they took us in to brief us. And he, uh, he looked at me. I'm, I'm standing there. I'm a, I look like a, I look like a prostitute with makeup running down her face. I was crying so much. <laughs> and uh, he looked at me and said, uh, "Me and you, me and you." And I didn't even know who he was at the time. I didn't know that was his daddy that run the boys' club. And uh, he said, "Me and you, but God connected us right there at that time, and we've been there ever since." You know. Shortly after he started teaching Sunday school, and then. He was called to preach, and he started up the church here, which used to be a, under another name, but now it's Abundant Life. And uh, I got back out of church and got back to using drugs like the knothead I am. You know, I'm just an old stupid country boy drives a truck. And I'm passionate about truck drivers. I'm real passionate about truck drivers. They live a hard life, and they're disrespected. They got bosses everywhere they turn. And I met... Let me back this up here a little bit. I'm, I'm just getting ahead of myself. I was done something God told me to do. A little baby died, and the family didn't have the money for the marker. And I've never had no money in my life, you know. I've always made good money, but spent it on drugs. Well, he told me to buy that baby marker, and I did. I said, okay, God, I ain't got but about $1,200 here, and the marker was 1100 and I said, I'll, I'll do that. Well, when I'd done that, he run me in the path of a woman in Monty, Tennessee, and uh her name is Edith Nunley, the best friend I ever had in a female. I mean, she's just been a great, great woman in my life. And she handed me the first CD I ever listened to. And it was uh, one of Gary's CDs with James Payne preaching about Tom Monahan at Domino's. 
And it just pierced my heart to what God done for Tom Monahan. If you've never listened to it, get on the internet and listen to Tom Monahan's life story. What God has done for him. And it's just amazing it's not even the word you need to use. You know, it's not even not even the word. It's just out of this world. He's done more for Christian outreach than anybody in the world that I could ever imagine. But when that lady handed me that CD, it pierced my heart. Well, I showed back up over here at the church. I helped them the first day they started this church. Never came back for, what, 10 years? Yeah. 10 years or something like that. And I showed up here in church one day, and I thought, well, if I'm going to have a life with this woman, if I want to get in close to her and get to know her, and she's a good Christian woman. I said, uh, love Jesus more than any woman I ever know. I said, I'm going to have to get in church. So I showed up here at church. Well, I've been coming to church for nine years here now, and I rededicated my life to the Lord, and he has took the drugs away from me took the pornography away from me, took the bad thoughts away from me. And if God can save a sorry old wretch like me and turn my life around the way he did, he can do it for you drivers out there. Drivers, I understand what you go through. I, I deal with it daily. I still drive. I got my own truck. And you're surrounded by sin everywhere you go. Prostitution, pornography, cussing, thieving, human trafficking. And I can go on and on and on what you go through every day, what you face with you have a lot of temptations out there not to mention the way people drive you know make you want to do bad things to them <laughs> but you know god has turned my life around and it's a blessing to be part of this ministry here i came to pastor mark about two years ago and said pastor mark these cds i listened to i said we need to get a cd ministry started anyway we, we talked about it for two years and finally we made one and uh it went a little slow and everything you know but it turned out great Turning great, called On the Road Again Ministry, Volume One. Then we got talking about it, and I said, "Look, I said these CDs that I got to start with. Listen, it was Gary Rayburn, Daryl Spicer, and Galen Taylor. I said I'm going to get, call Gary Rayburn. He's the one I like to listen to, and see if we can partner up because he doesn't want people to partner up ministries with him. So I called him, and he said, "Sure, brother, let's partner up." So we did. We partnered up. I went to Carmine, Illinois, one of his conferences, and y'all need to come to it because it's it's a remarkable time. I mean, you'd be blessed to come to it. But anyway, we got to the, we got this ministry started, and uh, we're partners with uh, Channel 21 Ministries, Lonesome Road Ministries, and we're on the road again ministry. And uh, it's just a blessing to be part of this, you know, to reach out to you drivers out there in the world that there's a... It's just a lost world out there. And you drivers, I know you got to live on Sunday. You don't get a chance to go to church. And the only way you can hear the Word of God is either sit down and read your Bible or listen to these CDs, unless your wife preaches to you when you get home. <laughs> you know? And uh, this is just a blessing, like I said, to be part of this ministry. But uh, I'm going to give you an illustration here. If you do good, let me put it like this. You can't do enough good to get in heaven, and you can't do enough bad to stay out of heaven. We have a forgiving God. That his son died on the cross for us. The stripes were for our healing. He died for our sins. Not for the sinless, but for the sinful. He died for our sins. And if you get to think about what Jesus went through on that cross, he was here walking on this earth for 33 years as a human being, just like you and I. And you just think about it. The pain he endured when they nailed him to the cross, when they beat him, stabbed him, spit on him and put a crown of thorns on his head. Think of the pain that our Savior went through. Just think about that for a minute. That had to be some gruesome, gruesome out of this world pain. You know, and he done it for us. He gladly done it. So that we might be saved and live in heaven with him and the Father. And the Bible says, 
if you call on the name of Jesus, you shall be saved. Not might be saved, not maybe be saved, or might, you know, you will be saved. You know, W-I-L-L, -L, will. You will be saved. And I'm forever. I got a big heart. God's always given me a heart, and I love people, and I love to help people. Back years ago, I wasn't able to help people, but now I am because God has blessed me. I got my own truck. I'm doing pretty good, and he blesses me every day. I've got two, I guess you call them beautiful boys. They're beautiful to me. <laughs> One of them's a knothead, but he's still my son. I love him. He's beautiful. And I got two beautiful granddaughters and a grandson that's about seven foot tall. And, uh, you know, well, uh, it's just been a blessing. But one day we're all going to stand before God and give account for our life. But now that he's changed my life and took all this nasty mess out of my life and saved me and blessed me by being part of this ministry, you know, you can go and do good all you want to. You can get up before God. You can say, well, God, I've done this. I've done that. And I helped these people, and I helped feed the old people, and, and I've done, I done all these good deeds. And he said, yes, yes, that's, that's good and fine. You did. You did. He said, but i got one question for you. Where's the lamb? He said, where is the lamb? Without the lamb, you cannot get into heaven. The lamb is Jesus Christ. Without him, you cannot go to God. You cannot get in heaven. You've got to have the lamb. If you don't have the lamb in your heart, you will not go to heaven. You'll go to hell and you'll burn. And to talk about hell a minute, you take a lighter and stick it up to your finger and see how hot it is, see how long you hold it there. Well, hell's going to be a lot hotter than that lighter. And your soul is going to feel it just like you feel it here on earth, Look like you walk out in the fire. You don't want that. I don't neither, and I'm not going to have it. You know. So it's something to think about. You know, Not to mention the loved ones you have in heaven, your mother, your father, your grandparents, your brother, your sister, whoever, you know, any loved one that's passed on, you know, if you know they're in heaven, you want to be up there with them. I do. My mom and daddy's in heaven. All four of my grandparents are in heaven. My two aides are in heaven. Uh, my brother and sister, I'm not sure about because they just, they just out there in the world like I was. But hear about my birthday's on September 11th. And uh, September 21st, my third granddaughter was born, and she lived about two hours and passed away. Well, I know in my heart she's in heaven. Yeah. I'm not going to miss the opportunity to go up there and rock her in my arms like I did down here on earth after she passed away. I'm going to go to heaven where my mom and daddy and grandparents and my granddaughter is, and I'm going to be up there with them. Streets of gold where there's no worrying, no sorrow, no pain, and living in happiness forever. You know, like I said, I've been a drug addict all my life. I wouldn't trade what I've got for all the money in the world all the fame, the riches, anything, because I'm the happiest I've ever been. I've got a life now. I've got people. I gained my respect back from my brother. He was a police, and I was a thorn in his eye. Now I've gained his respect back. Now let me tell you something. That's a saying something. <laughs> that's saying something. Yeah, I bet. Because he was. I really embarrassed him. Him being a police officer for 40 years, and me being a drug addict for 40 years. Because I've been doing drugs for over 40 years. Right at 40 years. <laughs> You know, and uh, I wouldn't trade this for nothing in the world. I'm just—it's a blessing to be here with Gary Rayburn, and Lonesome Road Ministries, and Pastor Mark Smith at Abundant Life Church, and and be here with my best friend I grew up with, Floyd Higdon. Hector Osius, he's a good good truck driver of mine. We meet on the road and have lunch a lot. But this is just a blessing to reach out, like Daryl Spicer said one time. I'm not a preacher. Never claimed to be. God hadn't called me to preach. If He does, I will. But if He don't, I won't. But he did call me to start this ministry up, and we got it started. And we're not a teacher. 
but we are a reacher. We're trying to reach out to you lost truck drivers out there in the world and help on, you. What? I'm going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're trying to help, help, help you guys learn about Jesus Christ. Because like I said, when you go stand before God, and you will, he's going to ask you, where's the lamb? And what are you going to say? If you don't have the lamb, you don't have anything. Christ is enough. All you need is Christ. You can have everything in the world. You still don't have enough. Have all the money, all the women, all the all the whatever you want. Uh, but if you don't have the lamb, you don't have enough. Because without the lamb, you're lost. You're lost and you're hell bound. So think about that. And I'm going to turn this back over to Gary because, like I said, I'm a truck driver and I got a bucket mouth. I wear my CB out. <laughs> All right, Mark, uh, I know you're enjoying this ride you're having with these drivers out here in the cab. Oh, I, we are, and I'm excited that uh, uh, be jumping up here with you, Gary. <laughs> you know, I get, to, I get to hear you on the CDs, but sitting up here in the cab with you, man, it brings it really to life. What makes it good is, is we don't have to drive. We got oh, these professional drivers to ride along with. They are, and I, you know, I think they'll really enjoy uh, this song by our worship team here, um, uh, you know, you look at you look at a songwriter, and you're a songwriter, hmm. and uh, you can write lyrics that entertain, or you can write lyrics from the heart that's going to speak to somebody else's heart. And I love that um, this next song that Jennifer Carter wrote. That there is a well, and I don't know if you've ever been out there, but there's a well that'll never run dry. Amen. You know, a lot of other things Amen. that'll run dry, but there's a well that'll never run dry, and and I hope you guys will uh, just uh, turn this song up. It's got a good beat, a good sound to it, and uh, make you just be, be blessed by listening to this song by Jennifer Carter. This is off the CD, Nothing Compares, by Abundant Life Church. Listen to this song here, There Is a Well.
changed me, you made me new, God you made me new, oh I'm so glad you saved me, you changed me, you made me new, you made me new, yes you did, you saved me, you changed Friends, if you prayed and asked Jesus Christ into your heart, then we want you to give us a call. Our phone number is 618-383-2107, and we're going to end today's program like we end most of our programs. That's with my testimony in song that I wrote with the help of my songwriting partner, Tom Caldwell. And now we've got a new songwriting partner, Dennis McKay, and he has helped us with this song and brought it up to a new level. Here's... Dennis McKay with At the Foot of the Tree. At the crossroads of life Lost without hope Eighteen wheels of lonesome At the end of the road in my hand was a track The preacher had read His words still echoing In the back of my head I felt so ashamed When I thought of my past Then I called his name This chance would it be my last Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart from down on my knees Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome, 
so long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Shared the good news wherever I go. Yes, there's been a change. I'm not the man I used to be. And I tell everybody what's happened to me. How I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. But I called his name. This chance, could it be my last? Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree, and I lifted up my heart from down on my knees. Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross, broken-hearted and lonesome. So long I've been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree. I lifted up my heart from down on my knees. Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross. Broken-hearted and lonesome, so long I'd been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree.